You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to RegisterMeats.com. That's RegisterMeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, and away we go, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Thanks so much. If you're locked in on War Chant TV, like and subscribe. As always, we appreciate it. Good to be with you. Kind of a holiday edition, as this will be the last before uh, next year, I guess it is, to be honest with you. Um, well, yeah, I wouldn't think we do one next year, right? We pr- or next week, we probably take that off. Yeah, we're going to take that one off. Okay, yeah, all right. You going to be one. out of town? Uh, I am, yeah. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Where are you going? Uh, Tampa, St. Pete, Bradenton. Oh, none of your business, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. not. I, Anywhere you know, else you want to know? That was a disappointing yeah. answer. Yeah. I thought it was going to be somewhere cool. If you no offense, to know, Tampa. If you needed to know, he would have told you. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, I was going to be in a suite at the Lightning game on the 28th, but it looks like that will probably be canceled. The NHL just canceled games through the uh, 27th. I can't imagine that the Canadians are going to be flying down to Tampa to hmm. take on uh, the Lightning there. Like, they, they wouldn't want to anyhow. Right, uh, right. Lopsided affair. But uh, some things are getting ruined. By the way, that's not how we start the show, Corey. We Sorry. start the show by saying... Thanks to Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! Let's go! What a year for Register Sausage. It's mainly because of us. <laughs> it's got to be their greatest year in Register Sausage history, well, right? The bonuses are on the way. Oh, for sure. It's uh, registermeats.com is the website. If you haven't already ordered it, I'm not sure it's going to get there by Christmas. But a little listen, late, yeah. It's fine. You get it for the New Year's. Uh, registermeats.com, uh, they have all kinds of different sausages. I saw in the t- responses to the Twitter question, Corey, um, somebody asked maybe when you might learn to how, how to pronounce. I was gonna, now I I don't know how to say it. Andouille, Andouille, Andouille. That's what I call it. Andouille. Is it Andouille? What do you think, Jeff? Uh, we need I'm, to get Ben on here. We need a I consultant. Would, I would say Andouille. But I think it it's tomato, tomato. Although nobody ever says tomato. I I think it's a. I say Andouille. I also say Louisville. It's no, you don't. You do. don't do that. I do say Louisville. Do you really? Absolutely. Well, then of, you're wrong for just sure. Just out of spite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, all kinds of – they've got the uh, cheddar jalapeno. There, I know the, how to say that. Oh, man. They're delicious. All kinds of different variety of sausages. and uh, Or if you live in North Florida, over to Alabama, into Central Florida, uh, Jacksonville area, go to your local grocery store. And if they don't have registers – Stage a sit down strike. That's what we encourage here at Register Sausage. Don't assault anybody. It's it's just a know, sit down strike. Right. Peaceful, it's all it peaceful, is. Protest. peaceful protest. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Until they bring it in. Maybe block the door. Hmm. Yeah. Be forcibly removed. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the goal. That's how everybody would see it then. It'd make the news. Look, if you won't sit down, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> you won't stand for sausage, yeah. you'll, you'll fall for anything. Uh, there yeah, it is. That's like, what we always well, say. Well done. Well done. So anyhow, uh, great banner year for Register Sausage. Thanks to us here at Seminole Headlines and I suppose the product. Now, yeah. that said, Micah Pittman. Mm. You're going to start there, huh? Because no. it's, it's been a week. It's been a... Got a receiver. Okay, right. Needed one. Yep. Uh, and a punt returner. Yeah. Can I just start with that? Right. Punt returner. Actually, when I saw the news, I just went, I don't know what he's going to be as a receiver, but he will catch and return a punt. Yeah. Hey, up to, we, up to that point, we were fine with Bless Harris returning punts. Yeah, you're right. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the portal. <laughs> so he had 15 for 150 last year as the Oregon punt returner. He only played half the season, right? Well, he yeah. played 10 games. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Florida State, for a team, had 17 for 71. And 33 of those came on one return against Jacksonville State. So the other 16, they had 38 yards total in punt returns. Plus, that's not good. The 150 yards that went bouncing by them because they wouldn't catch punts. Um, so yeah, you're talking about probably if he can catch it and run forward for a first down or, or close to it, like he averaged Oregon, you're talking about right away being 20 yards better every game just by catching the ball and not letting it bounce. And as Ira has correctly pointed out, those aren't hidden yards. You can see yeah, exactly. those yards. Yeah, you those see yards. You're looking right at those stop calling, yards. Stop calling them hidden yards <laughs> when you're talking about Florida State. Every but, time the ball was bounding towards the goal, and you're like, that's 10, 15. Yeah, that's 18 yards right yards. there. Yeah. I'm looking at them. But, you know, the big, the big areas of need for this football team, obviously, offensive line, wide receiver, defensive end. They've gotten seven offensive linemen now, five high school signees last week, uh, including a what one five star and two four stars, and then two two college transfers, uh, Caden Lyles from Wisconsin yeah. and Bless Harris from Lamar. I'm by law required to say what you know about Bless Harris. Go ahead. There you go. And then wide receiver, you got Micah Pittman. They're trying to make some more moves there. And then it's defensive end. They put some offers out. There's some there's some guys, some intriguing defensive linemen have gone out into the portal, uh, but I think they're counting on more as this process goes forward. So you know they're not that far from meeting some of these needs. It feels like a month. Since signing day happened, I know it doesn't yeah. feel like that just happened. We really haven't done a show, have we? Since, yeah, since six the, days, yeah. six days it, ago. It feels like that was a month and a half ago. Yeah. We, should, we should have done live headlines on that. Oh my mm. gosh, there would have been some how stuff. Was your show? more how content. How was your show that day, yeah. buddy? Great, a lot of fun. Uh, Tom said you did a good job of. Uh, I was I was still in the uh, damage control mode over at uh, Warchant.com, but Tom said you did a pretty good job of maintaining an even keel. I was fine. I, I, listen, everybody was freaking out. Yeah, everybody did. Uh, I, th- that's where I understand in an emergency situation, Ira, that yeah. it's really incumbent cool upon me to prevail. help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what Uncle leaders Jeff do. comes in and says, listen, that's what leaders do. this is obviously a setback. Mm. But we need to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got a brother who's an air traffic controller. That's so right. the, It's that's in the genes. It's in the genes. Like, hey, when it's hitting the, hitting the fan, yeah. everybody's got to calm down. Right. Let's, calm, let's not overstate things here. Uh, in truth, I mean, we all were disappointed, but at the same time, I think greater disappointment than an individual doing what he did was the fact that they just whiffed mightily on receivers. And yeah. that's why I led today with this, because, yeah. look, what's done is done. I mean, it, Travis Hunter's gone, and it is what it is. Well, and also, You better find some damn receivers. Do you, is there any chance that Norvell listened to this show and was like, I don't know that Hunter's going to be much of an impact player. Why don't we pull that offer? Or that's one possibility, or Travis listened. Travis like, listened. You know like, these, these guys, guys don't, don't even appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Jacksonville, Jackson State headlines. Those guys will <laughs> They'll love They'll be excited me. about the number one player in the country. Um, I, I like that angle. Yeah. I like the approach that it was actually Norvell who said, yeah. you know, now that I'm thinking about it. Nope. Right. Say, I know it's an hour before he's supposed to sign, but guys, I'm gonna pull the offer. Yeah. Everybody good yeah. with that here? Yeah, we're good. Everybody Everybody good? We're all good. Two years. Don't worry about it, guys. All right. It's a tough phone call to make, but I'll make it. I'm yeah. the head man. Yeah. So here that's we go. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what people do. Like when people turn down jobs. I mean, FSU 
you know, the the thing with Vince Tyree, the who's yeah. considered the AD before he uh, played was not the AD at Louisville. Um, he's put out there that he took himself out of the running. Oh, really? Some FSU people have said no. FSU backed out once he started waffling. Um, but it's you know that's just kind of how it goes. So yeah, that would be the play if you're Mike Norvell. It was a. It was a. He should at the press conference. He should have said, "You know what?" When we kept asking questions about Travis Hunter without saying Travis Hunter, right? Because he was. We were told we couldn't ask questions about. Which players, I loved how you guys navigated that. Good mm-hmm. job. Players who weren't allowed to sign uh, mm-hmm. somewhere else or who signed somewhere else, and uh, he should have just come out and said, "You know what? Listen, guys, when we pull an offer, we don't talk about that in public." Yeah, I mean, it's that's not embarrassing. Not, we don't want to. We're not out here trying to. Other coaches humiliate will humiliate the kids. Now, look, if that if a young man that we pull an offer from the night before signing day and a year from now wants to enter the portal and we like what we've right. seen on film, we'll He's think about it. He's proven himself in ways he hasn't up to this point. Right, but right now we're not taking just some random kid from Swanee, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, not saying any names. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a that was a bit. Was that he could a, have been from anywhere in Georgia, guys? Was that a bigger gut punch than Jacksonville State? No, not to me. Now I look at it's close though. Listen, because of who he was and because he was committed for so long. Uh, actual games bother me more. I've I've said that for years. I mean, I get recruiting's the lifeblood of all programs. We get it, and it sucked that we, we didn't get Travis Hunter, and he's, we're on the wrong end of one of the historic flips uh, of all time. The, right? Maybe the, the probably the biggest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably the biggest. There's nothing that's what's even but, second. Well, it also ushers in. What we th- what we now know to be an era of uh, uncertainty Hulk, Hulk, for, for everybody. Yes. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, I think. Yeah. Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> so, that was a big flip. Could you was... believe it? And I then know. the beard was black all of a sudden. What are we doing <laughs> The music here? changed. I actually liked the music change. I was yeah. like, oh, that's better. That's actually better. Yeah. So, anyhow, the long story short, I, I when you lose to a team that you're like 150-point favorites against because yeah. you treat the game as a glorified scrimmage and you know in the moment that it's ruined the rest of your season no matter what you do from here, that's a, tough, that's mm. a tougher deal for me to handle. Right. Then an individual kid in a team game decided I'm going to ride. Uh, because you can overcome that. You can overcome Travis sure. Hunter going to Jackson State. In fact, the fact that he went to Jackson State and not, say, Florida or Miami yeah. right. guarantees that you can overcome it because you're not going to face that dude ever. They're also, not going anywhere. He didn't go to Georgia, which I know That's Florida I mean. State doesn't play Georgia, I don't think. Maybe they're still scheduled to play a few years from now. But, like, that would have... He didn't choose another Power Five program. Right. He went completely off the reservation right. to something that you can't even compete against. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, there's you know there's other things involved, but um, you know just going from his tweet and what he wanted to do and what he wanted to accomplish, Florida State couldn't do that for him. Yeah, and the point is, yeah, had he gone to a rival in the state, yes. to me, then that would have been the ultimate kick in the pants. That would have been the one where you're like, well, that's a toughie, and you just got played by people you have to face every year. And rivals at that within the state, that portends of problems moving forward. This doesn't to me. This is an outlier. It's, it's part of an uncertain time, which we see in the world of recruiting. Now. Dude, this is crazy. This yeah. is re- crazy recruiting. Right. But it's also, I think, the beginning of probably quite a few modifications when it comes to other elements that yeah. we've talked about on a regular basis. But yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I was trying to think when you're talking about other flips, like, like Dante Fowler fell in the, in the, he's not the ten caliber player, but he was a, I think he was a five star. He was at least a four yeah, star. Yeah, and uh, he flips from FSU, who he'd been committed to forever, yeah. to Florida at the last second. So you, and you're going to be playing him, and he's good. Yeah. So that that was probably, in terms of like somebody you're going to end up seeing, that was probably the biggest one I remember um, that was like this. Um, what about, uh, what but, about Matt Elam? Yeah, but that was way earlier. He had he it, he didn't. It wasn't like signing day. 
he flipped earlier. Well, no, but he, 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 I think he, what he did was he, he committed, he was an right, early right. enrollee. He was, yeah. was going to be Florida, and then he committed to Florida State. And then, yeah, because I remember at the, uh, because he was at the All American yeah, game. You can't account for God talking to Urban. That's well, true. are you a man and of faith, him, Matt? Yeah. Calling not. him yeah. the night before. That's what do you true. want me to do? Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer speaks to, speaks to God and God. And you can tell all these years later how genuine that conversation must have been. I have enjoyed, and I'm, and I'm, man, I, you know, I'm friends with some of the people in Jacksonville media. We all are. But man, how just over the moon they all were when, when the Jaguars hired him and how this was such a genius move. And this was a, I mean, this was the Jaguars are finally going to do it. They're gonna, and then, it, and now it's like, I mean, every single one of them, it just, just kills that guy, which they should. But like, it's crazy how quick that flipped in like a year. I mean, well, they, what's weird is anybody, there were a lot of signs he was going to be this guy before. Yeah, man, a you can college football yeah. coaching and NFL head football coaching are so different, turns especially out, that kind of guy. Yes, turns out holding playing time and intimidating and threatening people doesn't work against grown men who get yeah. paid more. Who, than you yeah, do. yeah, who will look at you and go kick rocks, dude? What you yeah. going to do? Yeah, yeah, no, and also, and my agent's going to talk to the reporters. Yeah, and I'm going. Oh know. no, you're going to get rolled. This you, yeah. you can't win this way. And he screwed up from the day the day he was hired, but. People who are who were not being disingenuous knew that Urban Meyer was walking garbage yeah. as a human being and wasn't a great coach. He was a very good college co- coach, obviously, because you can use the tactics that he used and win. You can't in the NFL. Clearly. So, well, Maybe not with the Jags. Maybe no, if he'd not, been not with anywhere, the, not maybe the Falcons. That, that maybe he'll be the Falcons no, coach It next. would not have flown anywhere. And a great recruiter. I mean, no question. But and that's what I think that's the other part of this when it comes to this story with Travis – was it comes to the definition of like what's a great recruiter? Because now people are you know obviously FSU fans are saying well obviously he wanted to an NIL deal or whatever. And then Dion's like what NIL deal? We didn't offer him anything. And it's like well I'm sure he's get there's there is a deal may not may not have come from you may not have come from Jacksonville right. Jackson State, right, right. Um, but it's coming from somebody. But then it comes down to okay well what about the coaches who are great recruiters but who have bag men? I mean what's a great recruiter? I I just we all get into the, and then internally here, the debate is like, can Mike Norvell land those kinds of guys? And it's like, well, what really is a great recruiter? I mean, how many of them are just great people? You, well, or how many of them are, they have contacts to get the thing done? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. I do know, I'll tell you somebody who's a great recruiter. Jimbo Fisher is a great recruiter. Again, but, but how I, are we I, defining great recruiter? Well, I'm just saying year upon year. By how many, year, ja- how many bags you're dropping? I mean, that's what, that's what the question is. I'm not is. arguing with you. Yeah. I'm saying the results year to year to year to year yeah. to year show that whatever the definition I guess, is, he's good at it. I guess my, I guess my thing is, it's, it's, is people he building use, relationships people or is he use, giving them oil yeah, money? Yeah, people use the phrase great recruiter. Like it's necessarily like it's indicative of their personality. Oh, like or it's some a skill. trait that, the, yeah. that yeah. And in yeah. some cases, yeah, maybe it is, and it plays a part. There's no doubt. I'm not saying it's all crooked, but but in a lot of these cases, when you're talking about that level, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot well, of and problems. also it's always been like that, but now it's so much more. Um, it's so much more that I don't even know if you could be a good recruiter anymore. It's right. does it, it matter if you're a good recruiter? If you have, to if have, you have a, a great relationship, but if you have a great relationship with a kid and you offer him an IL deal of fifty thousand. Somebody else swoops in the night before and offers him four hundred thousand. Yeah. You're not all, all of a sudden you can't recruit. Yeah. He's going to choose four hundred thousand like we all would. I guess that's my point. It's but that's the reality now. Yeah. That's like that's. I mean, it's always kind of been like right. that. But the, I think now there's like actual numbers to the bags. Right. That we're putting numbers on the bags now. Tony, to answer your question, I'm sure the answer is yes. What was this? The isn't like some disparaging remark because he's no longer here. It's I assume so. He wrote. So were bags dropped when Jimbo was the coach at FSU? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Probably. I think it's a safe assumption. Sure. I hope so. Whatever. 
You got to do what you, you got to do to compete. Up, you got to do what you, it's not like uh, if that's the case. And we're not saying anything. We don't know. And it's not every oh, kid. Allegedly. And it's not every kid. There's but, certain players who don't want it and don't ask for it. And certain families who would be offended if they if you did. were offered it. In fact, it. you can make the yeah. mistake of doing that right. and they're they're going to ride. But to better but to act like it's well. only about being a recruiter is, you know. I think to your point, I I there was a time certainly where and it wasn't just I mean yes we've always known that we're under the table deals for certain kids our jobs for parents or cars like or that, stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah yeah Reggie Bush's parents flying from game to game sitting on the fifty that was a miracle but anyhow what 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 I would say about that is there are coaches who combined the ability to get certain kids in understanding the situation but also did forge good relationships with people and did mm-hmm. uh, speak honestly about right. how they saw them moving forward what they projected them as and they had a good track record. Uh, I think we're moving further and further away to his point, which is that even if you were that guy, even if you had the capability of sitting down across from somebody and building a relationship and being brutally honest with what they needed to work on and how hard you were going to challenge them, but how they'd come out the other side a better player, none of that may matter anymore. It it may very well just solely be about And I think I've asked you this. I can't remember. and I I don't think I've asked you this. So how much money do they have to put aside for the football facility? Isn't it like $70, $80 million? Yeah, why don't you just put that in your recruiting funds? Right. Is that going to help you recruit more than if that all just goes to the if that money just went there's, to player development? There's, I mean, there's two lines of thought. There are some people who are already making that argument. Uh, there are other people who would say that there are so many things that that does in terms of player development that it is more important because you talk about you know, maybe not even player healthy. development, player acquisition. No, I know, but that, yeah. but there's two parts of it. You sure. also have to develop the players you get, and you're not going to have you're not going to sign eighty guys to million dollar nil deals. But a lot of those guys. Not with that way of thinking. I might. <laughs> the treatment and everything else. <laughs> but you know, the Dion, the, the Dion being the crux of this is really interesting because that argument about what, what is a recruiter? Because when Dion started flirting about the idea of being a, an assistant coach back when he wanted, he, he was putting out feelers, he wanted to join Willie's staff. Remember yeah. when Willie was putting together his staff? And the, the big argument that a lot of people made right off the bat was Dion Sanders is not going to go recruit. He's not going to go put in the time to go evaluate players in South Florida do all these things you've got to do for months a year and beg all these kids to come. What's interesting is, well, okay, but maybe he doesn't have to. Yeah. Is yeah. Deion Sanders, maybe he doesn't need to build those relationships. He's not Adam Fuller trying to earn your trust. Right. He's Deion freaking Sanders. Right. So maybe they're honored to see him. Right. Like they exactly. almost think less of him if he banged on their door <laughs> exactly. at 8 a.m. It's like, what are you doing here, Dion? Don't, don't watch my film. You don't, you know, <laughs> just, you don't need to. I want to come to you. Um, so, and then when you add NIL into it, it's interesting, but it, you know, look, man, you watch that team, uh, you know, if you watched them on Saturday or Sunday, whenever they played their game, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's the whole roster's D1 transfers. I mean, he's, and they lost to a, a team that's not very good. They got blown the hell out. So not a good sign. But, but in terms of getting players, that's not going to be his problem. I mean, they're going to get tons of players, he, whether or not he spends any time on the road recruiting or not, which is, I only say that because I think it's going to be an interesting topic if he ever decides to make the train. Well, I also to think a, big a picture, fight. it's an interesting topic yeah. because now, I mean, there are, there are people not named Deion Sanders who are influential in the corporate world, who have money guys everywhere. Who are we going to start to put together staffs where you have actual coaches and then people who have the, public figures, public figures who just yeah. happen to be here because they've got good relationships with people who can help get you certain players. Sure, I mean, and then during the week of practice, they just go stand and look at the uh, goalposts or whatever. It doesn't really matter. P- Plies, no. Plies may end up on the staff at FAU. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. Seminole <laughs> headlines ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 
As we roll on with some of the headlines taking us to uh, Christmas, and uh, you guys in town, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'll be here through the 29th, and I'm going up to Corey's neck of the woods. We rented a house um, up near near Atlanta, wherever wherever you live. In the, right, yeah, in the somewhere sticks. north, somewhere by Lake Lanier. Yeah, Lake Lanier, and uh, we're going to spend a uh, you know close to a week there, and uh, just kind of chill out, man. It's going to be nice. As it's going to be should. nice. Yeah. There's at least a death every weekend at Lake Lanier. Well, hopefully, uh, it won't the, be the us. locals up there call it Camp Crystal Lake. I like that. Yeah, but uh, like the, just mysterious dead bodies found. No, no. I mean they're boating accidents. Oh, okay. Do do you are BUI yeah, accidents yeah, people get loose and crashes? Okay. Like, and, no, like, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth is what yes. I'm saying. Like, yeah. No, there's no there's no mass killer up there. That's, but okay. yeah, that'll be. I feel like that would be that we're aware of. It would be. I feel like yeah. That's the thing about the Camp Crystal Lake stuff with Friday the Thirteenth is like. At some point, don't you just shut it down? We're, we're, we're not open this year, <laughs> yeah, guys. You're dead left and right out of here. I mean, every and summer the there's 16 fashion. teenagers killed. They're not just drowning. No. It's a spear through the throat. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a chainsaw off the torso. But, but we can't keep kids away from camping. They can't get enough <laughs> camping. Can we go to another one, Mom? No. It's like the mayor with Jaws. Can't yeah. keep the people off the beaches. Yeah. It's the 4th of July. What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. I never I, understood that with Jaws. It's like, as long as they're on the island... And they're on the beach. Yeah. But, like, the mayor just wanted his friends to go swimming. Like, get out there and go swimming. It's like, why? Why? They're here. They're already here. They're they're just on the beach. They've already spent the money to come for the summer. You don't have to get them out in the water. There's so much in those movies. In Jaws 2, it happened to be on, like, a few months ago. I I can't stop watching it. I mean, when he starts shooting. three or any of my When he starts shooting in the water, like, he's. What what is. What? What? I don't remember that in Jaws too. He shoots the shark. Isn't that when he, uh, he he's like, or he, no, he doesn't start shooting. He just he's visioning. He's yeah. He's, he's remembering from Jaws yes. one though, right? So when the kids are, he's tank. just screaming at everybody to get out of the water, but just like he's just having yeah. Just well, crazy. look, man, there's just that was a that was a rough summer for him. I'm wondering <laughs> how old were you when you saw Jaws? I was like five, oh, seven, eight, something like that. Crazy times back then. Our parents were terrible. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't go see a lot. My dad it took was, me I was, to the theater to I was see Jaws two when as it came a out. little kid. Yeah. It was what a phenomenon. That was a, I mean, that was a huge deal. Yeah, Remember there was a song? There was a song on the radio? Yeah. Uh, like a parody song? Yeah, no, I can still remember going to see the movie when the guy's head pops out of the bottom of the boat. I yeah. was nearly in tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dad's like, it's all right. It's all right. It's just a movie. It's, it's just a movie up. about a killer shark. Yeah, You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we live by the you, ocean. How old were you when you saw Friday the 13th? I was six. My mom let me watch it on HBO. I begged to watch it, so she let me watch it on HBO. And it was pretty freaky. Well, yeah, it's problematic on a lot of levels. Not only is there mass murder, there's sex. There's a lot of stuff yeah, going on yeah. here. You're six watching yeah. all of this. It's a, yeah. it's a reason this became this is because of decisions <laughs> Dude, Kim, 40 years ago. Kim wouldn't let our kids watch SpongeBob till they were like 16, but like our parents let us watch whatever. No, it didn't matter, man. Yeah. It was cable was new, I figure. They didn't know that they hadn't, they hadn't lived also, like we did. And lived. the parents just didn't. I mean, they, just, didn't they, they lived their lives. They weren't. Yeah. Living our lives. Yeah. We also, live their lives. You could rig the box, too, if you just had oh, a plane. Oh, the squiggly going. lines. Yeah, yeah, the get rid of the squiggly line. lines. Yeah, Kids watching this have no idea do. what we had to do <laughs> with squiggly <laughs> lines. Uh, I remember that. I remember, be, like, buying away with, just, a, like, an ace of spades. The problem is you just you needed somebody else to be able to hold that there because, you know, if you're, you know. Yeah. What? <laughs> say what? Oh, my God. We're not saying Listen, we're not saying that at all. Let's move on. We're trying to find Cinemax in the playing card here. This is not uh, that said, let's move forward. And uh, I, we do have. <laughs> he's gonna make me laugh. Now. I gotta keep it together. Um, so right. I wanted to ask you. I can transition. I'll transition. Well, you guys think about Ira doing that. <laughs> I'll transition to this. I'm never gonna think about. Um, so I've always said I've long maintained that Miami would never get to be Miami again. They could never come back because their facilities were so much sub. Uh, Some Corey Clark hyperbole. 
for no, the I, ages. No, I, I, I 100% believed it. I didn't think it the, – there. anyway, I've gone over it. I don't think my, I didn't ever think Miami could be Miami again. Well, now this is a game changer because facilities won't matter as much as a huge check. It just won't. Like they have now the ability to keep local talent there if they're willing to pay up, and I don't mean pay for an AD or pay for a head coach, if they have the money at their disposal to now pay for players – which is what you're doing in, in establishing IL deals. Well, yeah, they can get back to Easily. recruiting top five talent in the country. Yes. And if they're coached well, it won't matter that no you're fans go to about... the games. And it won't matter that their their facilities are terrible because those kids won't care about that nearly as much as they care about, oh, here's this PGA Tour size check I've gotten yeah. for my can, services. And who can blame them? Nobody. We said, though, and you pointed this out in your article on Warchant.com, we, we knew that this is where it was headed. We moved into the wild, wild west, and – we were all for players getting a piece of the pie. I mean, I don't need to see $11 million a year coaches and facilities with chocolate fountains. But I think we overcorrected. The market may have overcorrected. But at some point, you recognize that when this happened, there would have to be further, I think, as I said before, they'd have to modify this. And yeah. my guess is that that will happen. At the very least, everybody has to be playing by the same rules. And when you have different laws in different states governing the NIL, that's a problem. Then you can't compete. Well, and the other thing is we're we're at this period right now where it's so, I mean, it's so embryonic in the sense mm-hmm. that nobody, like, okay, so right now maybe the top players are getting the big NIL deals. Are you going to take, like, I think the way what Corey's saying, and I've heard other people say this over the last week, is, I mean, instead of putting that money into an, a facility, put that money into NIL deals. Well, okay, how much are you going to invest in 30 kids every year that may bounce after a season? I mean, are you going to pay a kid – an offensive lineman, six hundred grand, and then he may leave. I think that's a part year of the, later. I mean, I think that's part of the contract. Well, uh, you know, hey, I mean, I, but we, like none of it's regulated. Like I get it well, right now. Saying, there's no contract. It's but, all so it's all so early. You yes. know, like none of it's right. and it's all happening on the fly. Um, you know, it, you can see a scenario where you get to three years down the road, five years down the road, whatever it is, when you're in this one big conference where they split off. And all they are is just these power five football teams. Semi-pro that, teams. Yeah, that are doing this. Then maybe there is a salary structure yeah. in, 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 a, in a plan where you have to stay for however many years and how the payments work. But right now, it is crazy. This process is – and so how do you make a decision? Like your point, though, on the football facility, how do you make a decision like that when you don't know what the landscape is going to be three years from right. now? Where what if you get to a point like that, and now you don't have that facility where everybody else does have that facility, and then that maybe that becomes a problem. Well, I mean, I, I think what we've seen now is like you guys have just alluded to. We've scratched the surface. I think there will be changes coming, but those changes from from whence will they be coming? In that there is no czar of college football. There's right. nobody saying, "Hold on, guys, we've got to get a handle on this." There's nobody, There's nobody that nobody. thinks of the betterment of the sport well, or I, the good of the sport. Nobody, no. nobody is in control. No, it's always thinking, about money, uh, of course. But ten years ago, we were screaming. Five years ago, we were screaming like, "You better get." Somebody in control of college football that has real authority, and and they have to be voted on by the you know the the Power Five commissioners. You got to figure out. I mean, if you will, you know, your ACC, the Pac Ten, the Pac, I mean, Pac Twelve. You got to figure out. Do we have a guy, a universally agreed upon guy, that then can say for the betterment of the sport? Yeah, we're going to do this, this, and this. Right. right now, there is nobody, and that's why I was yelling. And I a lot of times it was tongue in cheek, but it really wasn't. When the NCAA revealed it no longer had teeth, and we were moving that direction for a long time before the courts told them officially that they had no teeth, that now was the time, if you really felt seriously about it, to cheat. Yeah. Because there are no ramifications. I don't even Nobody know if it's was cheating now. Is no, it cheating no, now? Well, I'm saying three years Back ago, then, I was yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. do whatever you got to do because yeah. nobody's coming for you. 
Yeah. And there were schools that recognized that and went, okay, we've got carte blanche. And surprisingly enough, co- completely coincidentally, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, a school with unlimited resources and a desire to get good at football, suddenly has the best recruiting class in the history of college football. And it will continue. Yeah. It will continue. So, yeah, that's and that's why Florida State fans, rightfully, and I, it's not just Florida State fans, it's fans of teams all over the country go, well, I, we can't compete with Texas oil money. Yeah, We don't have it. Now, now, and that's the point. And somebody asked us on the message board. Somebody asked me on the message boards today, actually. Like, I, I keep hearing Florida State's not committed to NIL. That's not true. I think Florida State is committed to NIL. But at the end of the day, you had got what you got. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you can be as committed. Young as, university. I'm committed to getting a new truck. But yeah. um, you, know, you, you, you have the truck I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like well, that truck. But I also, like my truck, too. I do think what's interesting, though, I, there's a, another part of this. I do think you'll see some of the top recruits now go to places you would have never dreamt of. If a university decides they want to right. change their yeah. image as to what's yep. possible, if Kansas State decides that number one recruit happens to be from our own backyard, if we get him, we may not win a lot of games this year because he's one player, but it does tell people that we're committed, and it does give the possibility of other kids to look at us through a different yeah. prism. So I do think that you won't get a hyper-concentration on three schools the way we sometimes do now. I, th- I do think you'll see – a little bit more variety with the upper end guys, but the totality of those classes right. will still go to those who have the. That's most money. why I would have thought, and I'm sure, and it is still a very big deal for HBCUs to get the number one player in the country. That's a huge deal for for Jackson State and right. for HBCUs. But if it would have happened four years ago, it would have felt much more seismic, maybe to me, or you wouldn't be, you, you wouldn't look at it with a jaundiced eye, like, okay, why are you really going there? He might really be going there to learn from Deion Sanders and to go uh, be a star in HBCU. But we have no idea what happened behind the scenes to maybe push him there. And we wouldn't blame him if he did. No, if I don't he got offered seven figures to do something, absolutely, man. The NFL is not a guarantee. We've seen plenty of five stars cycle through this place that had no shot at the NFL. So go for it. And plus, Ira didn't, like we talked about, Ira didn't see much in him you know, anyway. I mean, I thought he would contribute by year three or year four. But, you know, <laughs> but to your point. Yeah, what was he on D Rob scale? To, to your point on, uh, on, uh, the, uh, having a czar. There is a concern, though, man. I really think there is a concern. We all have a vested interest as people who are proprietors of mm-hmm. businesses that cover Florida State sports. It is – there were a lot of people, not just FSU fans, who were turned off by last Wednesday. Yeah. Because it was the culmination of, yeah, man, everything we did care about recruiting doesn't really matter anymore. You know, that whole the whole process might not really matter anymore. Yeah. That's a weird – Awakening for some fans. There, are a lot of a lot of Florida, a lot of college football fans have realized and moved on and, and taken a different approach. Yeah, the ship to maybe sailed they did. I got you, but some had not. Right. Well, but I think Wednesday, college football's got a perception problem. On Wednesday, those people got hit with a big hang of fr- yeah. freezing ice cold. Water. Well, I made I made an argument a year ago on the air. I said college football has a problem. Pro football exists, and they do right. it better. Yeah. There's a salary cap. If you're a free agent and I sign you, I know where you're going to be every day. Yeah. Nobody's out recruiting you while you're on my roster. And you, you can't, can't go just anywhere. leave. No, you can't like, just you bounce. You can't just leave. The, fa- the facade was helpful. Right. I mean, it was just yeah. like in pro wrestling, you know, never admitting that it was fake and then was helpful. The day to, you yeah. found to, out it was, to like, some well, kids, to, you know, to some kids. Yeah. And then a lot of kids knew, but some kids didn't. And uh, when you take it away completely, that's it just changes Well, and dynamic. that's the point I tried to make in the column is like what what is college football? What is it the fourth biggest sport in the country? Maybe third. It's right. NFL, right. NBA, college football maybe or MLB. It's in there. It's all in there. Yeah. All those other ones. All those huge billion dollar uh, have a system in They place. have a salary structure or a system in place. Even Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap per se, but you have 
four years till you're you can get arbitration, six years till you're a free agency or whatever. So they have rules. Right now, there's nothing stopping Florida State from going to Travis Hunter tomorrow and saying, "Here's three million dollars. Get out of your NIL. Get out of your Letterman tent and come to Florida State, or play a year at Jackson State, and then, come and then we get you for the next two. There's so his decision on Wednesday. What are the odds that we think either one of those guys, Dion or Travis Hunter, will be there in three years? So that's that. That to me is like you've got if you're going to treat it with money, and I, we're all for legitimately. I, I'm they should have been paid long ago, but I think it should be it should have more of a structure with it. Well, yeah, and you're, you know, you, and people can read that column. It's still warchant.com. You got to search a little bit. It's buried it's a little there. bit. If now. you really want to go read it, you but can it a, find it. It was a good column. But, uh, that's the thing. Like, you've always kind of argued for a, a salary cap for coaches, which I think is ridiculous because it's never going to happen. But if you had a salary co- cap for players, then you would need a salary cap for coaches because now the coaches become what they are in the NFL, which right. is interchangeable. The yeah. money is all about the players in college. The money's about the coaches because you can't, because, they, they're the ones who can go out and acquire the players. Yeah. But if you have a salary cap, then you don't need to worry. But they're not going to make – you're well, not going to have coaches come, making so much But it's got to come out of the same pool or something, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why yeah, would you yeah, cap the, the players, yeah. but then the coaches get free well, reign? Well, I'm saying you won't – but there won't be a rampant spending for coaches anymore because right. they're all – Yeah, they're all – really the, yeah, yeah. You'll oh. realize that Urban Meyer is not a great recruiter. He's right. just a guy that acquired yeah. players. Who's full. Or a great coach. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. How you doing there, podcasters? Good, good to hear it. Listen, if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You could might happen. see us. Could you and I, especially. Yes, I or, mean I'm there once a week. I think when I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place, cold beer, hot women. Everything you want in a, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, it's okay. Hot beer and cold women. (laughs) Whatever you're into. I I like, I like the good looking ladies too. That's all right. But But even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good looking guy. And we would all agree. Great food. Legitimately good food. The most important part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again, other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten the healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who it's eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I, Bar I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the... Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman, uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. So, really short segment because we've been long-winded through the first two, so you have to forgive us for this little five-minute jobber. Hey, now. (laughs) Boy, man. And we'll keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, That said, have we feel feel like we fully vetted the woes? Yeah. One, One final thing here. I... The sense of sadness. You guys both kind of hit on it. Even though I think people, if they were uh, pragmatic, if they were realists, knew that the ship sailed, as I said last, went 
years and years and years ago that if you wanted whatever you think college football is in its purest state, I don't know, Ivy League football or something, if you wanted that, that's what you'd have to go watch on the weekends. Um, because this, this thing has been corrupted and screwed up for a long, long time. But this felt like the overwhelming evidence that that suspicion and not was the, 100% right. true and has had, somehow gotten worse in a way. But, of course, the counter to that is, well, look, now all of a sudden people are upset because players are getting for a little sure, bit. For sure, for <laughs> sure, for and, sure. Yeah. And then the, there's a lot of other yeah. elements to it that people can point to. You can say, oh, well, it's you're mad because it's an HBCU? You're mad because it's Dion? Oh, no, I'm not even talking no, about that. No, I'm not saying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think there are a lot of – but no, but, right, but, yeah, you're, were, but, yeah. but you're right. But to the overall, the overall point, the idea that there was something, man, uh, you know, again, it was probably fantasy, but there was something about the recruiting process that, that felt fans bought pure. into because – they have invested this time, and they built these relationships, and they've made the parents feel good, and the parents feel parents and their the kid feels good, and the parents trust the coaches, and then so like when coaches started changing, that's like when coaches started changing uh, jobs right after signing day, people get all mad, man, you lied to that kid, how could yeah, you lie yeah, to that yeah. kid, and all this, and it's like now you've gone to this has gone to a point now where maybe it doesn't matter if you've done any of that because it maybe just comes down to that deal that day in that signing. Also, there's a collegial aspect to college football that no longer exists that devastates people what i mean by that is when a kid committed to florida state he committed to your alma mater right. in a lot of right. cases he committed to the school you went to. and you want to believe he loves the school, he loves the, school the way, the way you, you love, love the school, school. Exactly. and it's not business Which you, you love the school hasn't been yeah. the case in a lot of cases long, for a long time but like we've a, all kind of played into it correct when the falcons pick up a free agent he doesn't get weepy eyed because that free agent's going to the he falcons. loves atlanta he loves the a he understands the city like I understand the city, I he wants to be city. a part of it. Well, it's it's like, good to know that Jerry loves this city. It's an Olympic too, city, and that's why he's going to be here playing <laughs> linebacker for us for the next four years. Yeah, he right. sees the greatness of this city. And like when kids in recruiting will be like, "Oh yeah, I grew up loving you know Florida, Florida State." Oh really? Who are your favorite player? Who are your favorite play, favorite players? Uh, Jameis and Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey. It's like okay, you really didn't grow up loving them, but. You've seen them on TV and you like them and you, you're here. Now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Coach Taggart, who's your favorite player? Oh, that's, that's, come on. He, was, he was the king of that. Uh, you know, work done. <laughs> Peter yeah, Work. All those guys. What's your yeah, Peter Work. Moment? Yeah, well, the oh, Peter yeah, Work on yeah. one of those touchdowns. That was a great moment. One of those touchdowns Peter yeah, Work scored. That was a big one. Let me ask you this. Speaking of love of school, <laughs> so the Hula Bowl, you guys wear the Hula Bowl's going to be in, in Orlando? They're playing no, it. They're I playing didn't know it. The, yeah, what's the, what, is the Hula Bowl the It's like a senior bowl. It's like one of the other senior bowls. Yeah, so they still do it. But their stadium, Aloha Stadium or whatever out there, is being renovated, so they're playing it in, in Orlando. Mm. So Mackenzie Milton got invited. He's going to oh. be in the Hula Bowl. Is he going to play? So how cool is that? He's going to be in the, yes, he's going to be in the Hula Bowl. Well, where he's from. Where, but yeah. be playing Orlando, in Orlando. He Does he wear a UCF helmet or a Florida State helmet? He better wear a Florida State helmet. Because... But would you be mad at him if he wore a UCF helmet? No, 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 no because he's that's in Orlando. I, because that's he's what I'm in saying. Orlando. Yeah, like, yeah. I, and there'll I, be people out there specifically to see him I, play. I feel like I feel like FSU as a community should say, you know what, McKenzie Man, go wear the UCF. Aren't helmet. they they have a gold helmet too, right? Yeah. You could yeah, do both. So. But you could have a you could have a like, spear and a whatever there a little Wouldn't knight? we all be okay if he just wore a UCF helmet? I feel like we no, need to screw that trader. If he does that, we never talk about him again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course, yeah, I think that'd be a really cool moment for him to be for able to because it's, but it's I his last chance to play but football. But I bet in he's front of probably people. a little bit reticent about doing it. And the only reason I'm bringing up Bianchi interviewed him the other day, and there's a it's a Q and A you can find up on Orlando Sentinel site. It's pretty good. But even in there, like Bianchi's trying to say, "Come on, man, you're a UCF guy." You know, he didn't bring up that topic, right? But he did bring up you're a UCF guy, right? Like years from now, and he's like, "Man, I got love for both schools. If they ever played each other." I might, you know, you, you know, you can tell. And it's like, yeah. man, we understand, Mackenzie. You can say it. Go. We, I mean, 
it's cool you were here, and and it's cool he was here. Okay. It was a cool story. He just won pl- comeback player of the year from the Mayo Clinic. I mean, it was a cool story. Wasn't a huge contributor on the field. That's fine, but I just think it's he needs to know that Florida State's fine with him going back to UCF. Oh, I don't think. Yeah, nobody's holding a grudge there. Well, right? I don't want him to think that people are going to be, and I hope fans wouldn't be mad at him. No, I don't think so. Oh, I, I think they're much madder at Travis Hunter and Deion Sanders than McKenzie. That, that's way up higher on right. their anger radar than uh, than McKenzie Milton. Yeah, no, I think most would be indifferent. Yeah, probably, think? yeah, I, I think do. so. Well, yeah. I think, I think so. he gets some. He might get some. Twitter now, when he's, he, some when he's being introduced on Sunday Night Football as the right. starting quarterback of the Packers, who is he going to say? Is he going to say UCF or Epic? <laughs> right. By the way, that would be a miracle. I was thinking about. I, I, I was thinking about that. I was watching that game a couple days ago, the Sunday Night game. And you know how they they yeah, introduce yeah, the yeah. offense. The players defense. frequently don't say the they don't say that their they colleges to... anymore. No. And I used to I used to play the game trying to figure where they okay, went, but... when they go with Ohio yeah, State, yeah, Alabama, yeah, yeah. Auburn. But and goes this kid's saying... to, it kind of goes back to our point. Yes, right? yeah. exactly right. They don't really care yeah. about it as much as you do. Some they start naming do. their middle schools Some and their do. street they grew up on. If it was the transformative experience and they felt right. like their life was altered forever or something like that, yes, they will always say Be- their school. For the most part, they'll name their high school or some place where they played junior football because their college experience was very different from our college experience. That's right, yeah. I mean, they were mercenaries. The no part. fault of their own. For hey, the most part. Come on. Hey. Some of them love the schools. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate it. seems perplexing that we sign a three- to four-star defensive end, a position of need as a PWO. Any reason Dante Anderson is a PWO? I don't think – I mean, we haven't gotten clarification for sure that he's not going to sign. It may depend on what the numbers end up being at the mm-hmm. end of – in February. Uh, but, yeah, he committed. Young man from South Florida. Uh, Homestead, I think. Committed. They like him. Uh, did, did not set, sign his LOI. We think that's going to happen in February. But, yeah, I mean, because of a numbers thing, he may end up being a preferred walk-on. We'll have to see. And is, he, is he waiting on the NIL to sign the LOI? That's a good question. <laughs> the good VIP, question. Is it the VIP coming for the CP? <laughs> We're going to break if I'm about to cough, and we got to get oh, out great. for the short segment. Some of the headlines continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Soon we get to headliner questions, and there are uh, plenty. An plenty. abundance. As we round out the year, I've got some right here, boys. I've got some right here on the on the uh, Twitter feed as well. So, printed it out today. We'll be able to seamlessly go through. You know, I think we should mention before the end of the hour that overall, that wasn't a bad recruiting well, class. A good class. They just whiffed the receiver. Yeah, but they, um, you know, how, who knew what was going to happen with the guy that was you know, maybe the best receiver in the country. But also, yeah, I mean, they did. There's hey, no, wait, no getting around. There's no getting around. But since then, since signing day where they had the, whatever, the number 11 or number 12 class in the country, they still have more spaces for that. They've also signed a dude from Wisconsin or gotten a, I don't know lineman. if they're signing offensive You're not going to disregard him? No. Now, he missed I, a lot fact, of time there, Corey. You sure I don't you don't understand, want to I don't understand why we're not doing cartwheels about him because if you're an offensive lineman at Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same I, as Notre Dame. Buddy, I heard you yesterday, and you said they're throwing bodies at the problem. Correct. Uh, that seems Ooh. to me very e- even no, 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 what no, no, I no. said about Dylan Gibbons. No, You're throwing no. bodies at a problem. You always throw bodies. I was talking about the totality of the number of offensive linemen they brought in. Five in the signing class. Yep. After transfers. And then, yeah, and then tra- – so, no, no, no. You are throwing numbers. But, that doesn't mean I'm not excited. But I think that guy, um, getting him and then getting yeah. the Pittman, I mean, that's, that's two four-star guys that you add to that class, and all of a sudden – this is a this is turned into a top tenish type class even without Travis well, Hunter. But, but it is important that you find some linebackers. They whiff there too for the most part. And do we think that this is all going to be like that? Let me ask you about defensive end. 
do you think that that one of the things that they knew they had to do was go in, bring in people in the transfer portal immediately, yeah, so they weren't going to hyper focus on young defensive ends? They were going to do what they yeah. did last year because they got to have guys to I, fill that role right now. I do think that's the thinking because it's the same thing with they're in the same situation and they signed those young defensive ends last year that they really like and I like. Patrick Payton, I think, is going to be a really good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be in twenty twenty two. Byron Turner, they really really like. But he uh, got a shoulder surgery, so he's going to be healthy in 2022. But he's going to have missed a year in the weight room. Um, You know, the the other uh, the kid Wilson, the kid from uh, Virginia, is a nice, talented athlete, but needs to get bigger and stronger. Then they also have a couple of the other young, you know, younger guys that are coming on. So yeah, I think it's a they. I do think it was a conscientious decision to get. Now the question is, can you get those guys when they become available? Better. yeah. And, and when will they come available? That's the thing. I think right now people are panicking a little bit because there aren't a lot of them out there. But the reminder from FSU staff, even last week, was, you know, Keir uh, Thomas and uh, Jermaine Johnson weren't in the portal at this point last year. So Yeah, Jermaine was still playing. And you got to figure Georgia, Alabama, those schools where a guy's a good player but can't get on the field, they'll, they'll get up in the portal. You got a chance at them. And the best part is, of course, not only did they decide to come to Florida State, but they had success here yeah. right. in terms of their elevation of play and, pro- and profile. So now their NFL profile grew. So they're a- and, and those are guys that have said that basically they had such a good experience, they'll help recruit for Florida State. I mean, those guys have yeah. all but admitted that. The, the Caton Lyles is a big deal. Uh, it really is. Yeah, I mean, I he mean, started there at, for like 15 games. Yeah, though. so when he, he actually was, you know, he was a starting center and then went down, when well, he was starting, uh, he started at two different positions on the offensive line. He also started defensive end as a redshirt freshman yeah. because they were thin there. But he's a guy that can play center or play guard. And, uh, you know, last year he was coming back from a season-ending injury and didn't win the job against a guy who was really good at center. But I think you know, now he'd be two years away from that injury. I mean, yeah. he could be a really, really good offensive lineman to go with what you've got. And then, you know, you bring in, you know, the Bless Harris kid and those high school and kids. We know about Bless Harris. We, we think they got like 15 more spots or 12 more spots. Probably. Oh, overall? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And they got 15 not more. Quite, not quite close, that. though, right? Like, probably they, they're probably barely 55% probably of the way done with close this to 15, class. Probably, That's yeah. crazy. Plus, you got all the money you saved on Hunter. Right out there floating around, you can pay. Well, you that had to give some of that to Armella to get him to. Well, that's true, no and maybe delays. the kid from Wisconsin too. So, hey, you get... by, by the way, uh, Corey Preston wants you to know you said that Dylan Gibbons was a bad guy, <laughs> shaky overall character. <laughs> you couldn't have been more wrong. Admit it. Well, exactly Admit right. It. That's the one thing I knew he could play, but I'm like, this kid, yeah. you don't want his personality well, down here. You flat here. out said he'd be probably the best starter we have on the offensive line, but you were really worried what kind of guy he was in the locker Selfish room. Selfish kid. You thought for sure maybe there was a criminality aspect to who he was. Selfish for sure, and I didn't think he liked uh, helping out community. No. And, and that's that, that has not out played out. That has not played out the way we we thought it would. Um, I'm not. I'm going to live. I was wrong about Maryland. And thirteen, I was wrong about right. that. I'm, yeah. I, I agree with that. This one's a, this one's uh, different. This no, one's you different. think this is nuanced. You're not proclaiming yourself to be right. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, it's more nuanced That's than me just more. being completely wrong about Maryland being a problem. But man, so you think about their offensive line? They have two dudes that are going to be 23 years old and mm. big yeah. and have played at Wisconsin and Notre Dame and have played well. I want 25 year olds on steroids. Get some BYU kids. Whatever you got to have. Everything. Let's go. Those should be the most valuable players in the country. Like these kids, BYU kids, go on their yeah. mission. Come back. Come back, play a year or two, and steroids. then go in the portal. Let's yeah. go. At 26. You get a 26-year-old. How you like me now? Yeah. Getting them lifted up. Let's go. 
Yeah. They, have, they already have three kids. Yeah, let's go. They have a family. They're doing family Christmas cards. Like, but you, but seriously, they're balding with a pot belly. Yeah, it's when fine though. They got man strength. Yeah. NIL deals with Toys R Us. But that offensive line now, all of a sudden, like you said, you know, I don't know that Armella, you can even expect him to play as a, as a true freshman. No. That just doesn't happen a lot. No. But they learn from guys. Like right. they'll, they'll get better because they're around it. We might and, create some competition. Buddy. And they would get the chance to get bigger and stronger so that when they do play, they're not underdeveloped. Which yes. Is what's they don't happen. just go have to go have surgery. Every offseason. Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with Simple Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.